G'day everyone and welcome to episode 14 of the Pressure Point podcast. I'm joined with my co-host Quinn DeLuca from the studio. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Good good to see you. It's nice to see your lovely face over a Zoom chat. It is, it is. It's a bit different. This is the first time we've done a, a virtual uh, podcast, isn't it? Well, it's changing times at the moment, so you've got to, got to make do at the moment. And yeah, it's good. It is good. And we've uh, we've got a very, very special guest as well, our, our debut guest for the podcast. Uh, we've got the man from the famous Blue Abroad channel on YouTube, Terry Degani. How are you, mate? Lads, Zoom Fridays. Uh, what an honour. The first guest. I'm, I'm very, very honoured to hear that. You are. You are the first guest. Um, yeah, we thought you'd be an ideal candidate for it and uh, obviously um, follow your channel very closely and I came on for an interview a couple of months ago and, and loved it. So uh, we thought we'd, we'd get you on for, for an interview. Yeah, no, I'm uh, very much looking forward to it. Just talking about maybe not all things Carlton as we were just discussing before we went on because... Uh, it can get that way pretty quickly, but uh, no, I'm really looking forward to it, and, and uh, I really love what you guys are doing and the fact that you've sort of gone over the hump. You've started, and now you're on you're on the roll now. So, well done. I appreciate it, mate. Appreciate it. So, uh, we'll get stuck into it. So, um, well, pretty much, we'll just we'll start pretty much from the from the very beginning. Like, where does your footy story start? Like, what's your background? Where does it all stem from? And um, yeah, give us a rundown of that. Yeah, it all starts when I'm about, I guess, four years old. So I'm born in 91. Um, so four years old, I think I think is when my first bit of memory kicks in. It wasn't the granny. It was, um, I, I remember just going to a, a Carlton St Kilda game at Office Oval. I don't remember the score. I don't remember who won. I just remember getting on the train at Bell Street. And um, I remember just little vague things like that. And footy... Footy was footy was an escape for me. Uh, you know, early in my life, it's uh, filled with a little bit of trauma. You know, single mum, dad left when I was really young, so I was sort of exposed to some some pretty bad things. You know, domestic violence and things like that. So it all it was all bubbling, and as a young little kid, you don't really know what's going on. And then one day, dad leaves, and so it was sort of the escape from all of that, and the first real memory of um, you know joy and excitement and energy. And you know, as a kid. You know, you you want to latch onto that as much as you can, and you know, Mum was a Carlton supporter, so it all kind of begins there. And then, um, you know, fast forward 20, 20 odd years later, it's now <laughs> like like you guys. You know, it's it's footy's part of our identity, really. Like not only is Melbourneians, but I think I think Australians. Like this game is part of who we are. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, you've you've hit the nail on the head. It's uh, it's more than uh, just a game for sure. Like. We, I mean, I Quinn talked about this a fair bit. Like it's, it's, it's genuinely a, it's genuinely a religion for us. You know, it's what we think about on a daily basis, and um, you know, it can it can make or break your week, really. What happens on the weekend? So, it's um, yeah. Now I feel everything you're saying there, mate. Um, what would be your favourite memory? I guess as a as a Carlton supporter, um, well, favourite memory slash favourite game. We'll put that all into one question. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously the finals are important. They're very um, sorry for this, Quinn, but you know, twenty. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> you know, that was um, that was obviously a very special day, and, and beating the Bombers and having the ability to, to beat the arch rivals in in finals. But in a, in a funny way, I, I always recount round three, 2012, Friday night, beat the Pies by sixty, and 
Um, I know that we Carlton supporters get, you know, overboard and we say we're going to win, we're going to be good. But I never forget after that game, the siren goes and I genuinely had this different feeling of confidence like, shit, we're, we're going to win the flag this year. You know, we're, we're here. Um, so that, the, you know, those those memories stick in the head. But yeah, that, that Friday night game, you know, Murphy 35 and three and Juddy and um, Carazzo doing his thing. Yeah. So uh, that, that one really sticks out for me. Yeah, no, no, I remember that night very clearly. We were we were premiership favourites after that game too. Um, and, geez, we, we were daring to dream, weren't we? And uh, it all just went downhill from there pretty much, didn't it? Nothing really. We haven't been premiership favourites since, that's for sure. No, it's weird. We, we've we gone through – I know the general public will say that Carlton's been through a 20-year rebuild. It's it's just not true. I mean, we had we had a, a real down patch early 2000s, salary cap, et cetera, and then we have the – you know, Murphy, Gibbs, Cruiser, draft picks, um, and then we get Juddy, and then we start making a bit of a push. We play finals three years in a row. Um, you know, we, we win a final finally in, in, in 11, come awfully close to a prelim. Um, you know, then we make finals again in 13, which I don't know if we can really count that because of the circumstances. But, yeah, we're in this second rebuild of the, of the decade, I guess, and um, I think, I hope, we're starting to come up again. And, you know, who knows? Maybe there's going to be a run of finals, but... You just can't be too sure. You know, you, you, I thought that, you know, that previous rebuild was, okay, this is Carlton now, we're back. But it just goes to show it can end so quickly. Absolutely. And well, that leads me on to what I was going to ask you next. Like, what's, your, what's your thoughts on the current Carlton team and how do you see them going for this year and, and the years beyond as well? Yeah, I mean, start of the year, it was all about, um, can we see an improved Carlton side that's competitive for longer, I think? Over the last three, let, let's just say this rebuild. So from you know 2016 being the year one of when we start playing games with this group after the Weedering and, and Kono and Mackay draft, um, you know we just haven't been competitive because we haven't had bodies to compete for four quarters. And I think 2020 we're finally starting to be able to compete for four quarters and hang in there. And we're starting to get into these close games. Obviously, we're recording this after round seven and you know we've had two really close wins and two really close losses and Quinn you probably can relate to you know Richmond before they started really getting to where they had to get you got to you got to learn and you have to put yourself in these learning situations and you guys were, were coming awfully close and losing and losing and then I think like it's just part of winning right even in life I mean you got to fail and fail and fail until the lesson kicks in and you never make that mistake again so I think Carlton are at that stage now where we've gone from uncompetitive to now we're trying to start to learn how to win and then winning close games and, and things like that. So, you know, I'm satisfied at the end of round seven, um, but there's a long way to go. Yeah, for sure, mate. Absolutely. Um, I mean, like I was talking to Quinn about this on podcast the other day, the difference between us last week. So if Robbie Gray doesn't kick that goal, the conversation around Carlton is we're definitely playing finals we're going to be up there come season's end. And that goal goes through when it goes back to, all right, well, maybe they're not there yet. Maybe they're, they might play finals. They're definitely improving, but they're not, you know, we were a kick away from being at that elite you know, level in the conversation being very different. 100%. Yeah. It's, uh, we're probably getting ahead of us because wins, wins are great and they're important for development, but they can sometimes paper over cracks and can't help but feel, I mean, I'm already nervous about North this week. Um, you know, if we had a one, I'd probably be more nervous because, you know, we, we are one of those sides that's been starved for so long. And, you know, Marcus, you and I come from a generation of 
losing. We don't know what it's like to have a good side regularly. We've only seen it in, you know, dribs and drabs. So, uh, yeah, there's there's the PTSD, as I like to call it. It's, it still lingers in the mind. Um, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see if we can actually become a, a good side at the end of the year. Yeah, definitely, mate. Love it. All right. Well, we'll get we'll get stuck into your into your channel. Um, so the Blue Broad channel. It's uh, it's one of the better fan channels on YouTube. It's uh, it's very popular, and um, yeah, you do some great work, you and Dan. Um, yeah, we're always watching it, and all well, I definitely am. I know Quinn's been getting on board as well like, recently. So um, I've actually been watching a lot of it. Yeah, I've been watching heaps. Believe it or not, oh, mate, I've got, yeah, I appreciate I'm it. uncomfortably close to too many Carlton supporters, so I sort of need to know what's going on all the time when, <laughs> when I'm talking about them. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And you boys, obviously, uh, you've signed up as, as members of the channel, which, I mean, we'll get into it, but that's just, um, like, it's unbelievable. It's you're, you're helping a dream come true. Yeah, mate, no worries at all. Yeah, we're always uh, always you know, looking to help, you know, people like yourself. You're, you're doing some great things. But, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll ask you, like, how did, how did it all start? And, and um, yeah, why did you want to start a, an AFL fan channel? Um. It, it probably started 20, 2017, the seed was planted. I was, um, so I, I studied law, practiced for three and a half years in Melbourne. Um, and, you know, that was what, you know, we grow up, we've got to pick a job and that's what we're going to do for 40 years. And I sort of, after year three, I started just getting unsettled and the world around me changed and I was seeing things like YouTube and, um, you know, Arsenal fan TV, I'm an Arsenal fan, um, you know, all of these things sort of take off and I was observing and I've always been very aware and, and observant of what's going on and it just sort of gave me this feeling of like there's so much more out there that um, that you can do, you can build whatever you want um, and then I sort of went through this, I guess it was a depression type state because it was a, on the one hand I was so unhappy and I was trying to tell myself no no that's just adversity you know just you know you're going to be okay this is part of life and then on the other hand it was like no nah, there's there's something pulling me elsewhere I'm not happy so I knew that I wanted to do something in sport for for life and and career and then I also knew that I wanted to travel and have an international um, experience and taste culture and so went to China in 2017 and, and taught English I you know quit my job and, and taught English in China for six months and um, that was when Blue Abroad really began because I, I sort of, you move overseas, you, you don't know anyone at the start, you've got no friends and you realise how much you really love Carlton when you're watching them anywhere that you can. You, I was going to little, little restaurants with minimal reception just to watch games because my apartment in China didn't have reception, things like that. And um, I started writing just, you know, match previews, match reviews. I was putting them on, on Medium, I think. And then um, mid 2017, I uh, I moved to Israel uh, to Tel Aviv for two years. I got a job, and my girlfriend got a job there. And, and I sort of decided, come on, let's go, let's give it a crack. And I had I unlocked that little bit of my life. And then yeah, so mid 2017, I moved to to podcast, um, just audio, and sort of start building there. And you know, the company I was working for in, in Tel Aviv was a, a sports tech company, so. We were doing a lot of work in, you know, with, with football clubs and basketball teams around the world. And I was just observing and I was looking at, you know, their core issue was fan engagement. You know, that's what the clubs all want to know and how to monetize their fan base. And uh, I was watching a lot of the Premier League. I was I went to a Premier League game. I went to the Arsenal Cardiff game where we won 3-2. And I, I met the AFTV boys and I got a little a little three-minute um gig on on AFTV with Robbie and I just saw it like I just saw how simple it was it was just you know a, 
a, a small camera, a tripod, and, and then that's it. And that was really the probably the light bulb moment where I was like, yeah, this will be a thing in Australia. Um, I have come to learn that Australia is a little bit more conservative than the rest of the world and, and things generally come to Australia after they've already been done around the world, particularly in sport. Um, and, you know, while we might not have the same fan base as what a Premier League club does, we still have a very similar passion. And um, so, yeah, that was, I guess, the light bulb moment going on Arsenal Fan TV. And, and then from there, I moved to video and, you know, I built Facebook and, and Instagram mostly and I didn't touch YouTube. And then, um, you know, midway through last year, I, you know, I sort of, again, had another layer of, okay, this is what I actually want to have a crack at doing. Um, I was done with Israel. I just was ready to leave. And um, so I came back and, and, you know, I started the YouTube channel. And because I had sort of built Facebook and Instagram first, you know, and been doing things consistently, it was, wasn't too hard to move people to YouTube. And um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I'm on, I'm, on the, I'm on the grind. I'm on the hustle trying to, trying to build this thing up and, and see where it's going to take me. Right, yeah. That's so. Speaking of, um, you know, where it's you know taking you and all the rest of it, where do you see Blue Abroad, you know, eventuating in the next five, you know, five to ten years or however long you plan on doing it? Where do you see it sort of going from here? Well, I always, I always have a base level of I will be doing Blue Abroad until I die. Like I'll be watching Carlton games and talking about them for the rest of my life. And I, the the main premise is for me is I want to build a life. I want to build my life, the perfect life for me. Everyone's got, you know, when they ask you, what would you do if you had, you know, unlimited money and, and all the resources, I would watch Carlton games and talk about Carlton games if, if you ask me that question. So it always starts there. Um, obviously, I've got goals. Like I want to have my own studio one day and my own production team and production house and all of that. And that'll come later if, if I'm good enough or if the channel's good enough. Um, but you know, yeah, I think the idea in, you know, five years time, I would love to be able to do it full time and, and not have to, to work in other ways. But having said that, I do like, I, I'm a little bit, you know, I get itchy, I get bored. I need to, you know, do other things. I'm one of those people. So yeah, look, um, I'm just happy to, in, like, I'm literally just enjoying the process. I love what I do. Um, I literally, you know, I bleed for it. I think it comes out in the way I present my videos, like you can tell I really love what I'm doing. And I think, um, you know, I always, the other layer is as well, um, I noticed the way that fans engage for Carlton anyway, I can only speak on that, like Facebook groups and whatnot. I think there was a need for an evolution. You know, I think there's too many anonymous profiles and people saying things without accountability and, you know, to put someone on video and all, all of a sudden you're recognizable. Um, I think there's that as well. So I think there's a bit of a, a change up play there for me, but you know, in five, 10 years, who knows? Who knows? Like I said, I'll be doing it. I'll be doing it in five, 10 years. And um, I'm happy to just take the things along the way as they come. Yeah, well, you know, the, the quality of your show and the work that you do is definitely, oh, definitely such a high standard that, you know, I can't see any reason why you wouldn't be able to keep going for, you know, like you said, the rest of your life. But um, speaking of, you know, what kind of advice would you give for somebody? I mean, me personally as well, watching your videos and all the work that you do, you've, you know, you've inspired me. I would love to do something very similar, but obviously for a Richmond fan base, because I haven't really seen anything to the scale that you're doing it. And I'd sort of love to jump on that. What sort of advice would you give to someone like me or anyone else who would love to start their own channel? What, would, what are the sort of, you know, the, the starting steps? Um, there's a Hebrew word, which is also used in Arabic. It's called yalla. It means, come on, let's go. And I would literally say, yalla, come on. Like, what are you waiting for? Um, yeah. 
You know, it's I, I genuinely believe that in 10 years from now, there will be a version of Blue Abroad. There will be a fan channel for every team. Um, and, you know, for Richmond, I mean, look at the fan base. Carlton, Richmond, Essendon, I, I think there'd be at least half a million fans worldwide of each of these teams. So it's not like there's no market for it. But, um, I mean, there's a, there's a few things. Obviously, you've just got to start. Um, you've got to not worry about perfection. I take pride in the fact that if you go back to the, I have a personal YouTube channel, which is where I was doing my original videos before I started Blue Abroad. And obviously if you go to the start of the Blue Abroad Facebook page, you'll see the original videos. I mean, they're, they're just shit outs. And you've got to be comfortable in knowing that your first video is going to be your worst. Like it has to be your worst, right? Because you would think over, I mean, I've been doing it for nearly three years now. You would think that after three years you're improving. So I think, I think we get caught up a little bit in the perfection and, oh, I've got to get a logo done and, oh, I haven't got a, an Instagram page yet and, oh, I've got to buy a mic. I mean, I started doing it um, through Anchor and literally just recording on my iPhone, which is what I'm, you know, uh, talking to you guys through now. I didn't buy the camera until I got back to Australia and, and saved some money and, and, and did that sort of thing. But, yeah, it's really just about starting. And, and for me, I think what works for, for Blue Abroad um, you've got to sort of play to your culture as well. Australians don't necessarily enjoy someone just saying what they think as if it's fact. So my my approach with all my videos is always, you know, this is what I think. I'm putting it here. What do you think? And it's all about engaging that discussion. So um, start, like, what are you waiting for? And, you know, understand your audience a bit. because Because people after a win, like, you want to watch as much as you can. I mean, really, when you lose, you probably don't. But when you win, you want to read all the articles. Um, Fox footy on Monday, Monday night, you you know, you fast forward if you're not watching it live until they talk about your team. So there's there's something there to be said for it. And, and for me, it's just documenting the steps along the way until we win the flag. That's, you know, that's what it is for me. Oh, I'm, I'm excited almost for when you guys win the flag because I feel like your channel will just go to another level once you guys hit that success. And you know what? Let, let me tell you from a personal experience: you, you can win the flag out of any out of nowhere. So you know, never never think you're not a chance because if Richmond's anything to go by, anybody can win a flag at any time. So definitely, you know. But how do you find managing your time? Because obviously, you know, Blue Abroad is a lot of work. Look what goes into it. How do you manage your time between that and everything else you do with yourself? Um. It's, I mean, I'm not a very good time management kind of guy. I'm not. Um, but, you know, the channel is something that I don't care what uh, hour of the night or however long it takes me to chop up a video, whatever it is, it's, it's, I, I sort of, I'm able to overcome that time constraint because I like it is on the inside of me. It's what lights me on fire and sort of going back to the principles of what would you, what do you want to do with your life? You know, do it, you know, don't be afraid. So there's that. And then there's also the practicalities of it. You know, it doesn't make a, a full-time income. So I'm fortunate enough to, to do things around the channel that allow me to make a little bit of income for now. And you've got to live humbly for a bit in, in the, with the, the hope that you can build something for the future. So I, I, I work three days a week at a, at a charity called Eat Up Australia. Um, they're very, you know, it's just the perfect situation. You know, they're very, um, you know, they're very supportive of what I'm doing because I've made it clear, hey, I'm, I'm building a YouTube channel. I'm building a, a little company here. Um, and, you know, I'm going to be doing this on this day. And they said, all right, cool. Get your stuff done Tuesday to Thursday and then you're free to do whatever you want. So I've got that. And then, you know, the, the legal skills as well. I've got my own little law practice set up. So I, 
I scale back on that. I do a little, I write wills. Um, I don't do full-time legal work like I used to. I just write wills and, and contracts. So um, in terms of, you know, at the end of the day, you've got to make money to live and, and do your thing. So I'm making a little bit of money elsewhere at more than enough to, to, you know, to feed myself and I don't buy fancy things or anything like that. I'm living a very humble, humble life. Um, but it's that little bit of sacrifice that I hope will, will pay off later on. So, you know, it, it's how committed are you? That's really what it's all about, I think. Yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, have an idea of something like this. A lot of their excuses will be, I don't have time, this and that, this and that. I think you're definitely the perfect example of if you want to do it, you've just, like you said, yalla, you just got to do it. You know, why, why wait? So no, I think that's great. I think that's really good. Now, if there's, if there's one thing, could you go back and change something about the way you started? Would you change anything or are you happy the way it's all sort of panned out for a reason? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I have no regrets. I mean, there are certain things like maybe I should have gone to YouTube first. Um, maybe I, I mean, early on, especially when you're doing video, you want to be raw and authentic. And I was very influenced by Arsenal Fan TV. So early on, a lot of my, like when we played bad, it was really heavy criticism. Like I remember one time I went really hard at Lockie Plowman after we lost to Gold Coast last year and I called him a fucking fraud. And, you know, I look back on that now and I, I sort of cringe a little bit, but I don't regret it because, you know, like I said, a year on from that, I look back on that now and I cringe. At the time, I was loving it because it was like, nah, that's me. That's the authentic me. And and it is still me, but you do have a, you know, there's a responsibility you do have when you, you know, when you start building up a, a viewership and, you know, I'm not a massive channel, but at the end of the day, there are a lot of people that watch and I do have that professional responsibility, probably from my lawyer days because you taught that etiquette. Um, so yeah, I think little things like that, maybe even just go all out earlier, you know, like I was, you know, I, I if you go to the early videos, like the thumbnails are fucking trash, <laughs> like they're terrible. Um, so little things like that, do your research earlier, study things, but I mean, it's all part of the journey. It, it really is. And it, I, I won't delete any old videos because I want to, you know, if, if someone else is out there you know, who has that perfectionist mindset will go look at the first few videos and, and see where it's going to get you. And, um, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of young kids as well out there who reach out and who are starting to think about these things and start their own podcasts. And, you know, they ask me for hints and tips and, you know, I love that. And I couldn't have been able to do that and give them advice unless I had made those mistakes. I love it, mate. Love it. Um, so where, where can everyone find you? Are you on, on well, like what, what, are the, what are all the platforms that you're on? So I know you're on YouTube. What else are you on? Yeah, we've got Facebook. So it's just Blue Abroad there. Twitter uh, at Blue Abroad Media. Instagram, Blue Abroad Official. And I've got a TikTok as well, just Blue Abroad. So, oh, hey. Um, yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you got to like, you got to touch on the different audiences. You know, Facebook's generally a little older. Instagram and YouTube is pretty much younger slash, you know, our age profile. TikTok gets a little younger. So it's, um, yeah, there's different communities everywhere. Perfect. Um, and if anyone wanted to become a member of your channel, how do, how do they get involved and, and, and what's involved with it? Yeah, so membership on the channel, you, you, you just go on to the, the Blue Abroad YouTube channel. There's a button that says join. Um, and there's basically three tiers of membership. Um, one's $3 a month, one's $7 a month, and one's... $30 a month. Each of them gets different things. I mean, ultimately it's really just to, to support the channel and give back. And obviously I've outlaid quite a bit to, to build it to where it is. And it's just a means to, to give back. It's not something that's mandatory, but um, there are a lot. I mean, we've got at the moment, we've got 19 people who are on a different membership and 
like for me that is like that is madness to me like that is you know you know when you have when you have an idea and it starts to bubble into fruition like it just you know it's it's unbelievable so yeah there's emojis that you get and wallpapers if you're a finals member and um i call my my premiership members once a month privately just to have a, a, a yarn so really it's you're not getting anything of substance i guess um apart from the content and you know the ability to give back to the channel i love it mate that's great um and one more just before we finish up so where do you think Carl's going to finish this season <laughs> um i think we're going to get to i think we're going to get to eight wins um, where does that put us? I don't know. So if you win eight, that's what, just over or just under seven, uh, sorry, just under half of your, half the competition. So I don't know if, if that puts us in the eight, I don't think it will. I feel like nine wins will get you in the eight for sure. I think we'll be bubbling along there. I, I think we'll be something like 10th or 11th, I think by the end of the year. Um, I want us to be thinking finals internally. And I want to be thinking finals as well, because I think if you don't think finals, then you can't make finals. But I think we'll finish somewhere with, you know, eight wins. Yeah, no, I like it, mate. I'm the exact same. I don't want to, I don't want to, I'm probably too scared to put us in the eight, to be honest. So I reckon just outside the eight, we'll be, we'll be pretty happy with that, I reckon, come season's end. So um, we'll see how we go. But that's it, mate. We um, really appreciate you coming on. It's, it's been a really, really, really good chat. Um, now we've got a lot of lot of info out of that, and I'm sure our listeners are going to really enjoy it. So, um, yeah, much appreciated, mate, and all the best with Blue Abroad, and um, we'll definitely definitely stay in touch. Yeah, for sure, guys. Thank you so much for having me on, and, and again, thanks for being a part of the Blue Abroad channel. And um, Quinn, if you ever want to chat about the channel and, and building it for Richmond, mate, let you know more than happy to, to chat with you and anyone out there who wants to start building a podcast, a channel, whatever it is. Uh, I'm, I'm really, you know, I didn't have that influence to reach out to and say, hey, what do I do? Um, so I'm happy to, to give back. So, yeah, thanks again, guys. No worries. Thanks, Thank Terry. You. I'll definitely be sending you a few messages. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Thanks, Terry. See you, mate. See you, boys. <laughs>